Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Oh, well, um, before we get into the episode today, we have a couple pieces of housekeeping. I first wanted to mention, because last week we recorded on election day. We recorded on that Tuesday, even though we don't release the episode till like Thursday night. Um, so like we had not seen any of the election results yet. And there were five states that had, they, they all, it was a little bit different, but they all had abortion um, measures on their ballot. So it was either to like enshrine it into their state constitution to like allow abortion in their state constitution. Or I think some states it was like to remove it or to look at a ban in the state. Um, and in all five states, everyone voted to protect abortion access which was really really great to see yeah every state should be voting for that so no disbelief on the decision for me but I'm, i'm glad to hear it too yeah indeed and like you know every state some states i think it's already enshrined and protected some states automatically have those like trigger laws on the books like every state kind of is in a different place um, but yeah, it was at least in five different states there was some sort of measure, and in all five cases, people, you know, voted to protect, which is really great. And um, maybe that's a sign of where the American people are, and we shouldn't have overturned Roe v. Wade, and we should look at just putting mm-hmm. that into law and protecting it for everyone, because clearly that's what people want, no matter which party. Because it was like conservative states and liberal states, so like no matter which way you know the state kind of leaned as far as that part of it they all voted to protect abortion so it's like clearly an issue everyone wants to see happen yeah i don't think it's like the democrats clinging to that thing like people keep saying at all like that's just somebody in the on the very far right trying to make it a thing like that yeah exactly like it's obviously a very extreme view that doesn't represent the vast majority of Americans but you know it it weren't for probably a more extreme Supreme Court it may not have happened so uh voting matters like I've said a million times on this uh podcast (laughs) voting matters get out there and vote let them know that women want fucking rights to privacy and control over their own bodies um but yeah that was great news uh sorry Dr. Oz (laughs) yeah Yes, didn't work out for you. <laughs> so sorry, but I'm sure you can get someone to deliver you some crudite and move back to your <laughs> New Jersey mansion, and you'll be just okay. <laughs> yeah. I did. You know what crudite was? Did you see that little like clip of his that went viral? I I knew what it was, but I I don't know what the clip was. Oh gosh! So he went to like some grocery store i think he was trying to prove a point of like how high the grocery you know prices have gone and he's like my wife contacted me and she wants me to get some like crudite for tonight and so like the fetterman (laughs) campaign just like mocked him he's like we call that a veggie tray in pennsylvania (laughs) like (laughs) who the fuck calls it crudite like we're not a fancy french restaurant um yeah yeah, use something that people can understand. Good God. Right? It's like <laughs> nothing says I'm out of touch with the everyday person than using the word crudite. Um, <laughs> I think like they made stickers. I yeah. have to laugh because this is kind of funny. 
uh, his opponent made stickers that were like, let them eat crudite instead of let them <laughs> eat cake. Well, that, that photo of him under the sheets um, oh, yeah. gas station gas. was yeah. gold. I mean. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's just... like the Wawa of PA. You don't mess with sheets. That's where, that's where he crossed the line. And people were like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> too much. Too much, sir. Um, well, I have one more bit of housekeeping. So in our recent episode you and I did on relationship deal breakers, we talked about like the equity in domestic tasks, like who's responsible for like grocery shopping and cleaning and child raising and all these like and you could really split like taking out the trash like you could really get down to like every single task that's done um and I just literally today learned about there is a book written by Eve Rodsky I believe is her last name R-O-D-S-K-Y and she also made these cards it's called fair play and basically with the cards you it's it's like a list of a hundred common domestic tasks and child raising tasks and you go through and you Mm -hmm. pick all the ones that are relevant to you so like not all hundred would necessarily be relevant to you but like go through the deck figure out which ones one of you does and then you go through again and you like basically talk through it's like a way to try to encourage communication about like who should take ownership and accountability for this task and like how should it be executed blah you know and she's like it's a thing that you should always return to um there's a little video on her website i'll link it but i thought it was really cool way to hopefully like i don't i you know i could see myself totally buying that as a as as a single woman but um like when i'm looking to move in with somebody (laughs) like it feels like a way to open up the communication without starting a fight you know yeah this is like um the perfect second date for lesbians just bust out the cards we're moving in (laughs) um we need to know we need to know these things i love it just kidding it's interesting because the woman who wrote the book like i saw a little clip and she was saying how this is not always the case but she says in a lot of same-sex relationships because there's not all these gendered roles assigned to one person versus the other that often Mm -hmm. same-sex couples naturally kind of do this process where they talk through like who should do what based on like where people's skills lie or like what they enjoy doing or what what have you um but it, it happens more in heterosexual company or heterosexual couples that there's this discrepancy because like we so easily slide into like the gender norms. Um, yeah, yeah. But regardless, I mean, I think it is good for anyone, and she says it's it's great for anyone. It's a great like tool for communicating. But I just thought that was so fascinating. I'm like, oh look, if we remove some gender norms, maybe maybe we would have a more equitable world. Yeah. I would I would check out that deck and see how see how it plays. Yeah, so I'll link it in the show notes episode notes. Um, I guess one look last at you. I know. Look at me. I have been linking stuff, and I'm very proud of that. Still have not figured out how to do a intro music. It's more that I haven't. There's so many intro musics to like pick from. Like there's so many catalogs on the internet where you can buy intro music and like outro music for podcast it's just so overwhelming i get paralysis trying to make a decision 
Yeah, I, I'm still. I, I still have a, a couple friends that dabble in creating like electronic music, but it doesn't sound good. But we could be their big break. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Like if yes. I commission some work from them, so maybe, we'll maybe that's the way we go. Um, yeah. I guess one last piece of housekeeping that I didn't have on my list, but I can hear it, so I should mention it. Is it's a winter here in Chicago. And my one clanky radiator is clanking away right now. It's like 30 degrees out. So apologies. I'm hoping I've been recording in a different location in hopes that it doesn't pick up as much. But in case it does, apologies. I'll try to cut it out as much as possible. That's okay. It gives people a little taste of what that's like. You probably hear my air conditioner click on and off, no? No. I don't. <laughs> oh, I do. I guess I, I hear it. I'm right next to the thermostat, so. Eh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever picked up on it on the audio. And if, if I missed it, sorry again, listeners. Um, I try. I really do to get all the little noises out. But, you know. Take all my, like, banana noises out. Sounds the ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember the one episode we did? Uh, I think it was, like, our one year episode and we like alluded to all the bloopers that happened throughout an episode and I got to kind of leave them in as like a behind the scenes to listeners we totally yeah. forgot to keep that going I, I meant to like mm. encourage us to you know keep that going and therefore I wouldn't have to edit everything out okay, well maybe this maybe this episode bring it Just, back again yeah especially because it ties into maybe what this episode's about Oh, Maybe a little bit. That is a great segue, Marinella. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we're talking about embarrassment today. We had to knock ourselves down a peg after our uh, "I love ourselves" last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the listenership was on that, but a lot of people made comments to me about that episode, which they typically don't. They're like, I love those things about you, too. I'm like, oh, OK. Oh, my gosh. Thank that you. is so sweet to hear. I mean, I think part of the reason you and I want to do that one is not just so much about tooting our own horns, but also just in general, people should take time to recognize and appreciate the things that they love about themselves. We don't do enough self-love. Yeah, definitely not. I hope everyone went home and started writing a list for themselves, pretty much. Yeah, same, same. Um, so before we get into our embarrassing stories, which which we will be sharing some highlights, um, I did want to, I thought we could chat for a bit about how you manage embarrassment because everyone at some point or another does something embarrassing so what are some yeah. uh what are some tips or tricks you have on how you manage those feelings mm, i mean i try to i guess i try to acknowledge it right away if i'm embarrassed i'm like okay i'm, I'm embarrassed about this and i try to separate it now of like i'm a good person i just did a a bad thing or b weird thing or something that i wouldn't normally do and it happens so i kind of just kind of give myself a break like that's my first hope i mean at first i'm just you know like a little bit mortified but that's my second thing to do 
<laughs> well, I think you're right to acknowledge it. I fully agree. That's what I also wrote down for like one way to manage embarrassment because ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Because um, I feel like most of the time it's embarrassing because other people witness you do said thing. And <laughs> yeah. like the whole ostrich sticking your head in the sand, like that doesn't actually work. <laughs> um, everyone saw it. So you might as well just acknowledge it. Try to make a joke of it. That's another thing I do. If it, I think it depends on the, um, like, is it a lighthearted, embarrassing thing? Or is it cringeworthy or problematic, <laughs> right? Because, like, if it's more of a lighthearted, embarrassing thing, then, yeah. like, make a joke about it. Like, laugh it off. Most people, I think, like, appreciate the opportunity to laugh it off with you. And then everyone moves on. Yeah, agreed. I guess there is an embarrassment level where you did something like just horrendous that you're embarrassed about doing. And that to me probably, there's probably an apology somewhere Mm -hmm. happening there. That's what I would assume. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, if it gets into that problematic thing, and especially if it's something you did that wasn't just, you know, like, one of some of my embarrassing things are like related to like tripping or falling or you know things that I didn't intention there was no intent behind my action it's just something happened people laughed I was the butt of the joke (laughs) but if you're the reason like if you did some some behavior intentionally and it is embarrassing but also hurt others in some way yeah I agree I think there needs to be an apology and maybe like an evaluation of why you did that thing and how to change that going forward yeah maybe try not to do that one again that's kind of like the lesson there like ooh, maybe maybe not this one again right right exactly um well oh Walter just joined the podcast uh Hey, buddy. Yeah. Oh, oh, there he is. Nope. So, yep. Uh, background noises <laughs> that I also will not be editing out because I've acknowledged that he is cuddled up beside me in the microphone. So, apologies, listeners, but I'm going to save myself some editing time by letting you know any purring you hear is Walter. Oh, I would love to hear him purr. That would make my life. He's he's definitely doing it. I'm not sure if it's picking up, but he's purring. Um, okay. Well... I do have to, I'm going to kick us off with the embarrassing stories. Good, because I need a gauge because <laughs> mine are, some of them mine are pretty bad. So so most of mine are relatively lighthearted, although there's some more that are a little. This story is not really necessarily my embarrassing story, um, but it literally happened after we recorded last week's episode. I texted you about this. Um, yeah, because we made we made a comment in last week's episode. We said that we were doing embarrassing stories this week, and um, you know we were like maybe we'll actually you know have an embarrassing story happen to us during the week, uh, and we'll have mm-hmm. a real fresh one to deliver. Well, I went to Walgreens moments after we finished recording and I decided I need some candy so I could watch the election results come in and eat sugar. Uh, So when I went to check out, the cashier was like, do you want a bag for this, sir? (laughs) And I was like, oh, been called worse in my life than sir. So 
I wasn't offended. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but she was mortified. I mean, she, right? She looked up. She's like, "I'm so sorry, ma'am." And she like repeatedly throughout the rest of the exchange, like dropped "ma'am" multiple times, which I was more offended by <laughs> than being called "sir." Yeah, you should have been like, "Why are you calling me that?" And she would have just been totally like thrown and just and not and sh- yeah, just lost. Yeah, and I felt so bad because I'm like, it's really no big deal. It was like an honest, right? Like. Who hasn't said an you know honest mistake like that? Um, actually, though, this I didn't think to ask you this question, but as I'm retelling this story, it does bring up: Do you have any tips or thoughts on if you are the witness to someone else's embarrassing moment, like how you handle it? I said to her, like, "Oh my gosh, don't worry." I've said stupider things. Um, you know, just to like, I didn't want her to feel bad because I could tell she was like, oh my God, I just called this woman a man. Um, but do you have any other like general tips or tricks as a witness? Oh, it just depends who it is. I mean, yeah, that's true. If it's a stranger or somebody I'm not particularly close with, I'm probably going to try to like make light of it and be like, oh, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. But if it's somebody I'm close with, I might let that one <laughs> ride and, and bring it up constantly. I don't know. Rib them a bit for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It may come up for years. I'm not sure. It just, oh, just depends. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Depending on the dynamic and what the situation is. Yeah. I, I would absolutely see that as an opportunity to perhaps continue to, to rib someone. Well. Yeah. You want to go next? That's pretty. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, mine are pretty. Mine are pretty bad, but I'll start with. (laughs) Thank God I can't remember a lot of them. I think I blocked them out. But I would say an embarrassing moment for me was sending a text to somebody. Where I was talking shit about them, but I sent it to them by accident. And it wasn't just your average situation in that. It was somebody who um, I worked with, was kind of known for like, kind of being a mooch, kind of like, like he didn't have a car, he was always trying to bum a ride, and I was getting off work, and I was texting the girl that I was seeing saying, oh my god, so-and-so just spotted me in the parking lot, he's gonna want to ask me for a ride, and that was still to her, but at some point, he had texted me asking me for the ride and I texted her I was like well I just got screwed like I have to take this guy home because you know whatever for whatever reason I'm embarrassed for multiple reasons because then I accidentally texted him like I gotta take this fucking guy home and he gets in the car he's like hey just so you know that text was sent to me oh no (laughs) so he's sitting in my car and I was like He's like, you'll still take me home though, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you home. So I I was embarrassed because he saw that text, but I was more embarrassed because I was like, why am I? That's that such a fucking mean thing to say, I guess. Yeah. Like, I could say no, but I just felt bad because he really was like kind of a nice guy. He just was kind of like, kind of a bum. Oh no. How awkward was that car ride? And how far was it? <laughs> Um, like 15 minutes. It, it wasn't very awkward because like, I think this guy had been told off in so many different ways that he was just like desensitized. Oh, that's good. So he was like pretty light, light and cool about it. He just, I, I think he just really was like happy about the ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was just like, oh God, oh, you know, no. it's like, that's like the, 
that's the thing you don't do. Thank God I've never done anything like more serious with that type of situation, but it was pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a tr- I'm trying to think because that feels such that feels so relatable, but I can't think of any specific moment I've done it. But that feels like a very relatable thing. Yeah, a lot of mistakes can be made with your cell phone. I've, I've shown like an, another embarrassing one that I can bring up later that like with your cell phone, a lot of embarrassing shit could come up. Yeah. Well, I will start with because I hinted at this uh, in, a, in last week's episode when I talked about solo time. So I went to see when the Star Trek reboot movie was made back in 2009, the one with like Chris Pine and the new cast. I went to see, I lived in West Virginia at the time. I went to see it five times by myself. Uh, but the last time I went to see it was probably right before I figured it was going to leave theaters. And I was a college student, so I went to some random matinee showing on like a Tuesday. And I go in there. I'm the only person in the theater. Well, fast forward to, because I get there like 10, 15 minutes early. Fast forward to start time. Nothing. Nothing's playing. Nothing's rolling. I had to walk out to the concession stand to notify them that I purchased a ticket for the movie and ask them if they could play it for me. And then they (laughs) informed me that they were not the people to ask and I had to go up to the ticket booth counter and speak to them. So I went up to the ticket booth counter and informed them. They said that they'd have to go get a manager. (laughs) So every single person working in that theater knew that I was alone watching Star Trek on like a Tuesday at (laughs) noon oh so that's that is totally acceptable that's the downside of doing things by yourself is sometimes you are literally the only person in a movie theater and um they forget that you bought a ticket and no one starts the movie (laughs) (laughs) how dare they I mean I would love to have a theater to myself. I would go freaking crazy in there. Yeah, it was the only time I had a theater to myself that, yeah, that's the only time I've ever been. The, I've been where there's only a handful of people, but that, it was just me. Only one. I wonder why. Was it not a popular film? Well, it like I said, it was like probably about the week before they were going to pull it from theaters. And I went uh, like on a Tuesday yeah. matinee. I don't think it was probably a high selling time. A lot of things were not in my yeah. favor in that moment. Well, I'm glad they hit play for you. Oh, and put yeah. the reel on or whatever the heck they have to do now for movie theaters. <laughs> I don't know. The film strip. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what do I have here? Let me. These are these are rough. Um, you remember the times that we went to uh, McDitton's and followed Charlie Hotel, correct? Oh yes, yep. Do you remember the time I got thrown out of the bar for getting on stage? No, that I don't remember. Okay, well, I was pretty hammered, and I don't remember any of this night whatsoever. Like none. I have pictures. But I got up on stage and apparently I was like dancing so much that I was interfering with the show and the band had them remove me. Like the, the band that we followed that actually knew us, that really liked us. Like we got along, we were friends. They made them take me off stage and kick me out of the bar. Wow. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. So then at that point I get out of the bar and I'm wasted and I call my brother because I'm convinced that all of you have left me. 
somewhere. <laughs> I feel like I like, have just like, the story, yeah. Yeah, so he comes and picks me up in South Tampa, and I'm sitting on our friend's car. Obviously, you have not left me. I'm sitting on the car. I'm crying. I'm just like a, a basket case. He picks me up. He takes me home. I pass out. The next day, I have to go back to the bar to pick up my debit card. Oh, no. Because I forgot my debit card, and I get there, and the girl behind the bar, she's like, I remember you. <laughs> Um, and my tab was insane and I was embarrassed because she was like, we had to charge you this type of, um, service fee for when we keep your card overnight, we charge an automatic gratuity and then the card declined. So then I was additionally more mortified. Oh no, this story just keeps getting So worse. it was like the embarrassment never stopped from the moment that I went out that night. <laughs> oh, no. And to this day, my brother will bring that story up to as many people as he possibly can. He's like, oh, you remember this time? Let me tell everybody about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you ever in, because this is back in the MySpace days, and I remember some of us would be in the top eight of Charlie Hotel's MySpace. Were you in their top eight and did this get you kicked out of their top eight? I think I never made it in the top eight because of this. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this chick was unhinged. Oh, yeah. Oh. Because I think I got combative about them, like, trying to tell me to get off the stage. I was, like, really upset. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, embarrassment, like, begets more embarrassment, begets more embarrassment. That's what I kind of... Yeah. Well, I will, if it'll make you feel any better, I will share a drunk story that is... Okay. I... Yeah. It's embarrassing, but it's, like, cringeworthy embarrassing. So, do you remember, we were, in, we had just graduated college. This was right before I moved to West Virginia. We went, I forget where it was. I think it was out in Clearwater. We went to have, like, a night. We got a hotel as a big group, and we were going to go out drinking, we were someplace where I was having martinis, and that was a bad idea. I know our friend Sarah will remember this story because she's the one that probably saved me from being arrested that night. But I went into the bathroom. I have no recollection of this. Or very, like, very, like, uh, you know, patchy recollection. But I apparently, for no good reason, decided to start a fight with some woman in one of the stalls and Sarah B had to physically yeah. hold me back and then I I mean I'm assuming firemen carry me at that point back to our hotel room <laughs> <laughs> to lay me on the bed I missed the rest of the night apparently it went to like 4 a.m people go into you know waffle house but I nope Midnight, I was done after starting a bar fight. And that's, I think, the only time I've ever started a bar fight. And I don't think it was much of a fight because, thank God, Sarah B was there to intervene. Nobody knows why you tried, tried to start this fight. It just kind of was like... Oh, I don't think there was logic at that point. It wasn't a rational yeah, it never makes sense. reason that I started the fight. It was... Um, alcohol was the reason I started the fight. That's why. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably vodka. Yeah. Not specifically vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've tried to start some fights myself. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I don't remember or I would have no way of contacting the poor woman in the restroom that I tried to 
start the altercation with, but I'd like to formally apologize to Sarah B if I haven't done it and, and thank her for intervening <laughs> and preventing me from getting arrested. And quite frankly, I probably would have lost the fight. Let's be realistic. I don't think I was in fighting condition. Yeah, I don't know. You're more of a lover. But at that point, you never could tell. It was kind of a wild card. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could have swung straight. That's for sure. Would have probably hit myself and knocked myself out. Would have gone for a punch. (laughs) That would have been for the best. Knock myself out. Put yourself out of your own misery. Yeah. Oh. So. I mean, yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, My other one is something that actually has like reoccurred, and I think as a woman, this has probably happened to every single woman, but like. When you have your period and the world knows because it's on your pants. I have done this. And I just remember the first time it happening to me, like in like, I want to say middle school or something. And the embarrassment of that, because it was just like, I, what, it was my first time and I just wasn't prepared. No sweater, nothing. Just had to go throughout the day, just trying to slowly (laughs) get rid of that. Oh no. It's so relatable. And like, my heart hurts for you. I was having this mm-hmm. conversation with some guy friends recently about, and, and and like they're our age, and they didn't realize how common it was for women in a restroom together if someone doesn't have a pad or a tampon to just ask the group, and like every woman in that restroom like immediately goes into their purse and hands them a pad or a tampon because it's like such a it's such a ubiquitous experience amongst women and no woman ever wants another woman to experience it. it's like i will save you from bleeding all over yourself and menstruating all over yourself yeah we have like those like ones where i work where you put a quarter in and one mm-hmm. is supposed to pop out well I have a facility key from when I used to be a technician and those things just end up taking those people's money. So I've just had people be like, listen, can you just open this thing for me and get this out for me? I'm like, yeah, I got you, girl. But like the fact that you have to pay. It's such bullshit. I'm just like, just fucking give me a you give me toilet paper here. I can't have a tampon. Come on. I could go on a rant about the fact that hygiene products should be free, but certainly in public spaces and i know it's not uncommon at least here in chicago i know i've seen other places where if you go into like restaurants or other you know businesses and you go into the restroom you're starting to see more free tampons um and i feel like it should be that way because uh, because yeah it's no no one should have to suffer red stained pants in public um, yeah, nobody wants it. No, no. no. Uh, so, was did you say that was your last one? No, I have far. I have much more, but oh, I'm trying okay. to <laughs> to tailor them down. <laughs> well, I'll give one more. The, most of mine are after this are relatively lighthearted, but I will give one more epic d- drunk one. Um, so to set the stage. To set, to set the scene for you. Uh, okay. I am at a like a bar restaurant that has one of those indoor outdoor spaces that kind of like seamlessly flows where you could walk like from sitting inside to outdoors. Um, as far as like you don't have to go through a door, there's like lots of openings to just walk out. And 
we're drinking a friend of mine and we start to get in an argument again this is me you know right after college I think I had a lot of anger post my mom dying and would it would come out when I drank so I get in this mm. argument with a friend and I go <laughs> to storm out and I confidently walk out one of those openings but it it was not an opening it was definitely <laughs> a glass window that I confidently walked into in front of the Ooh. entire restaurant who had already heard us like <laughs> arguing so they were looking at me oh. did you hit your face oh yeah right smack face like I'm sure I left an imprint on the glass I mean I was so mortified and the whole effect of me walking out was lost at this point <laughs> you lost the fight right then and there oh my gosh so I had to like feel, and I was like stunned and I had to like feel for the door that was next to it <laughs> and then exit with the uh my tail between my legs at that point do you remember what the fight was about alcohol again i have no idea okay. it was like I, i'm you just know, checking no yeah no i have no idea what it was um I, i'm sure at the time i had a better memory but like that's not what has stayed with me all these years uh what stayed with me is the fact that i confidently walked into a glass window in front of dozens of people yeah at least you didn't break anything. Like break your nose, break your face, something like that. That can thank God <laughs> that happens. I, I I think my 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 dog when I lived with my parents, we had a dog and he ran into that to that freaking sliding door all the time. And we would like put t stickers all over the bottom. Um, I don't know. He was adorable, but he was not very smart. And he just he just wrecked himself every time. So I'm sure he was embarrassed. <laughs> Jeez, what's my? Uh, I, mean, I I need to choose wisely here. I'm not, my last embarrassing story that I think I'm going to share. Um. Yeah. So I think I'm going to share the relay for life one that I did. So in high school, did you ever do relay for life where you go to like the high school with all your friends and yeah. you like camp out and whatever and it's it's a good cause so 24 hour and you one of you always has to be on the track walking right yeah i don't know that with this particular group of friends and what we were doing we were accomplishing any of that i could not tell you <laughs> but they had no um i couldn't find a bathroom for some reason and i had i had to go so bad i ended up peeing my pants and i think it was like in fucking ninth grade like I pissed my pants <laughs> it was m mortifying um I think my friend Danielle was the only one like that actually noticed and she's like I know what we can do um we jumped into the high school's pool and she's like there you go we're all solved but it was like I was, I, I'm pretty sure people could tell <laughs> um but it was so when I was a kid to deter me from peeing in the pool People like my my parents and my grandparents told me that pools had some sort of chemical in them that when you peed, it would like change the pool color around you so that people would know you peed in the pool. So I'm just imagining if that actually existed, like you jumping <laughs> in thinking that that would hide it. And instead, it like makes it a bright pink color and everyone can tell. <laughs> 
<laughs> I turn around and blame it on Danielle. I'm like, Danielle, you peed your pants. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I will say that's a clever cover up. So quick thinking. Good on you. Yeah, that that's the mark of a true friend because I, I would have never thought like, well, you know, also we were not supposed to be breaking into the high school's pool and jumping into it, but we sure did. Mm. Well, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I was not drinking during that time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, so this is kind of a me story, but you <laughs> um, but it's not. I mean, it ended up being embarrassing for me. Your your pee story just made me think of it, though. But in third grade, the kid I sat next to, I think it was third grade. It might have been second grade. Um, Steven, poor kid, all of a sudden, after lunch, projectile vomits, just spews it. And his, like, have you ever heard Ugh. of the spray chart in baseball? It's like, you know, where all their hits go. His spray chart was like, I mean, (laughs) there was at least four of us that were hit with the vomit. Oh, my God. I was one of them. And, like, the teacher, of course, rushed to take care of him first and get him to the nurse. And me and, like, the other students. And this was back in the day where, like, you weren't allowed to go to the bathroom without teacher approval. So we, like, sat there in his vomit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, when I went and washed it off, like, it doesn't all wash off. So I had to, like, walk around school the rest of the day with, like, vomit-smelling clothing and people looking at me like I threw up on myself. I mean, I felt horrible for him, but, like, I also felt bad for me. Ugh. That sounds like my late 20s. Um, Do they call your parents to pick you up when you get vomited on? Do they call and say, hey... Uh, Elizabeth is okay, but someone did vomit on her today. Um, we don't know what to make of that, but what do you think? <laughs> if they did call my parents, neither one of them came to pick me up. I could tell you that much or bring me a spare thing of clothing because I have very distinct memory of sitting the rest of the day in my vomit shirt. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I have I've got one more that I will share as well that you are probably familiar okay. with. Um, we will <clears throat> all my friends know it as the Pussycat Dolls video. I wasn't sure if you were going to share it because I, I know you don't like to particularly see the video. <laughs> no, although I don't know if the video footage exists anymore. Also, sh- I think it's gone. Shout out to Sarah B again. Sarah second time in my life that she saved me because it was on her it was on her camera and I'm pretty sure she deleted it so uh yeah we could just do uh you know this episode is in honor of Sarah B uh so in our savior (laughs) our savior so yeah in college I forget why it was that everyone else went out for the the night to like a bar to hang out or a club whatever and for some reason I did not maybe I worked and just didn't want to meet up after I definitely know I was working because I do remember that I was wearing some work clothes in this video but I went back to my apartment and one of our other friends who also did not go on the group came over and we started drinking and the pussycat dolls buttons video was popular at the time and we decided we were going to reenact the video. And it's, you know, it's the Pussycat Dolls. They're like dancing on a bar, like a ballet bar. And, 
kicking their legs up and crawling on the ground in a seductive way. We did all of it. We <laughs> we literally. That's a great great video. Yeah. Filmed every fucking scene in that video. Um, and then you all came over to my apartment because I shared it with Sarah and you know Ashley at the time, and you all came over for some reason when you got home from the bar and caught us like mid filming of this reenactment. I, I don't remember if I was there for that. Oh gosh, I forget who was. I know I saw the video. That's about it. But then then it was like, oh, you're recording this. And the camera got passed around. Everyone saw <laughs> the video. It was like a well-known joke. And I was mortified beyond belief. I still carry scars from it. Uh, like I said, the video I think is long gone. Thank God it was like kind of pre-internet days. Like I Internet existed, but people didn't post stuff like that on the internet at the time. So, yeah, <sighs> dodged a bullet. Back then, it was just high, high uh, contrast selfies, like emo shots. I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. All that was allowed that on was, the internet. That was it. I will say though, <laughs> so one of the people who knows about this story and was there is Ramon and Ramon for his birthday when when he turns 40 so not this next year but the year after he wants his closest friends to roast him he wants to get together with everybody and have me um, his cousin his brother and his partner the four of us all roast him and I've been like writing ideas down for this but he (laughs) just recently informed me that he is also going to roast all of us in return so like we get up there and roast him and then Mm -hmm. he'll roast like a true roast if you ever watch a roast everyone Mm, gets roasted yeah and i'm like oh well the pussycat dolls uh definitely is is coming up there's no way that won't um and most it's funny because most of the people that will probably be at his birthday already know the story so it really won't be embarrassing at that point but i also had this idea have you seen Eight Mile before? Yeah, definitely. Yep. So you know, at the end when uh, Eminem's character does like the final rap battle, he goes out there and he like disses on himself and is basically like, "I took all of your ideas from you." I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, how can I like take this idea from Ramon by dissing on myself first? I've been thinking about it. Well, if you had the video, you could just project it and end it then. But <laughs> know, since right? you don't, yeah, you're going to have to be creative about it. I know. What if I do a video reenactment of our reenactment of the pussy? You know, get real meta with it. Um, no, I think I've got an angle on it. I do think I have an angle on it. I don't want to give it away. He doesn't, he knows of this podcast, but he, I don't think he regularly listens. But in case he does, I don't want to give away my angle on this. Well, we let's hope we've lost his listening at this point. <laughs> like he's done with us already by now. When is when is this hap? You said it's not this coming up here, but the year after. Yeah, so his fortieth birthday, which will oh, be got time. May twenty twenty four. So, God, I'm. I don't. I should think more ahead to my birthdays, I guess, because I don't even. It'll be like a week before mine, and I'm like, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I know. That's me, too. I know what I'm doing uh, for his 40th birthday. I have no clue what I'm doing for my own 40th birthday. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. I'm so happy we got to uh, knock ourselves down a peg after last week. This was fun. 
Me too. And I'm glad I really held back on some of these more uh, racy ones because I don't know if I'm ready to put that on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike so, my pussy. That might be more on the shame scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure at some point we'll do an episode on shame so we can uh, per- perhaps bring some of these to the surface. Although, again, I've said this. You have your right to your privacy. You don't have to share every dirty detail. Yeah. Well, we'll see about some of these. <laughs> so keep listening because Marinella may come out with more stories at any point in the future. You're about to hear the dark side. Yeah, could happen. Well, I guess until next week. We'll catch you then, listeners. I feel like I should make some sounds to make sure you didn't edit it. Here we go. <laughs> the end. <laughs>